0: What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Drop Balls Podcast. Your favorite podcast is Favorite Sports Podcast. Yes, you heard me right. I said your favorite podcast is Favorite Sports Podcast. Hope you all are having a good week so far. It is Thursday, so that means we have MLB Baseball back. It is opening day of MLB Baseball. We get baseball back, finally, finally. But it also means that the NBA regular season is coming to a close. Sunday is the last day of the NBA regular season. And then we go into playoff basketball. We get the play-in tournament. And then we go ahead and, you know, we get the playoff the playoff series. So, you know, we got some good things coming up. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But before we get into that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead to the ratings and review section and leave your boy that five-star rating. That's my fault. My phone keeps uh, dinging. That's my work phone. But anyway... Go ahead and leave your boy that five-star rating in the ratings and review section on Apple Podcasts, as well as leave your boy a review, let me know what you like, what you dislike about the show, and let me know if you want me to add more segments to the show or, you know, just more of what you what you would want to hear on the on the on the podcast. Also, if you listen on Spotify, go ahead and leave your boy a five-star rating. They have added a rating system, so you, if you would be so kind to leave your boy a five-star rating on Spotify, help me out a little bit. Um, and if you, if you like watching videos on YouTube, if you rock with YouTube, go ahead and click that link in the description and go subscribe to the YouTube channel, the drop balls podcast, YouTube channel, and ring that bell. So that way, when I drop new content, you all get the notifications. Also be sure to support the sponsors, the people that sponsored this, this, this podcast Kings ransom athletic apparel, go ahead and, and, and support, support the business, um, and use the code DROPBALLS to get 15% off of your first purchase. It's dope athletic wear. You get hoodies, crew uh, necks, T-shirts, shorts, uh, sweatpants, you know, all of the above. So go ahead and support King's Ransom Athletic Apparel. The link is also in the description as well for that. So let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Baseball, MLB, opening day, uh, April 7th. Baseball is back. And, you know, it, it sucks because the Yankees the Yankees game on opening day is postponed till tomorrow. I was excited to see the Yankees play. Even though the Yankees offseason has been moving like molasses, just like the Colts offseason, um, I'm ex- still excited to see the Yankees play. I believe the Yankees won about 92 games last year or something like that. So I'm excited to see what they do this year. Um, they made a few moves. They, they traded away Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. They sent them to the Minnesota Timberwolves, or not Timberwolves. The the Minnesota Twins. Um basketball on the brain. But anyway, they sent, they sent them to the Minnesota Twins to get back Josh Donaldson and um Isaiah Kenner for Falefa. I believe that's how you pronounce the last name. Um so they added those big those two big additions. Um, they haven't done much else. You know, they've done like a few things here and there. Uh, we did go get a, a picture from the Mets. Uh, I believe his last name is Castro. So I don't really think that was a big addition, but like I said, they've been slow making moves all off season. Um, well, I guess the limited off season that they've had, um, as we've seen, <laughs> we've seen Matt Olson get traded. We've seen Matt Chapman get traded. We saw, uh, we saw, uh, who's the dude from the Braves? Uh, Freeman, Freddie Freeman. We see him go to the Dodgers. So, you know, the Yankees kind of, it, it's the same thing with the Colts. They, they've they been making these slow moves and they haven't been moving on the big names, right? So I'm excited to see what happens, you know, what happens with this team this year. Um, you know, last season didn't end the way that we wanted it to end. It was a very disappointing season. Like I said, we won about 92 games, but not making a run in the playoffs was very disappointing. And part of that was on the backs of the Yankees defense. And so that's where I think the additions of Kenner, Kenner uh, Falefa and Josh Donaldson, I think that's where it helps a little bit. So, like, when you look at the Yankees team, last year the Yankees were fifth in errors committed. Like, they were top five in errors committed with 98. That's not good. 18 of those errors were committed by Gleyber Torres, you know, our shortstop. Um, 18 of those errors were committed by him, and I, I you know, I don't put all of this on Glaber because it's not all his fault, right? It's, it's it's not really all his fault. But I mean, when you commit 18 errors, that's that's a problem. So one of the things is that I asked, did our defense improve? So when when we look at when you really go look at the statistics, um, and, and you really dive deep into into things it it, it kind of shows you that our defense did improve with the addition of Isaiah and Josh Donaldson. So last year the Yankees were top five in errors committed. We had 98 errors. 18 of those were committed by Gleyber Torres. So, you know, the rest of the team accounted for uh, 80, 80 errors, right? Um, we, we add Josh Donaldson. We add uh, Isaiah. And now granted, Isaiah and Josh Donaldson, they both had a lot of errors last year. But when you really dive deep into the defensive statistics, um, you know it, it shows a bigger picture of why they added Josh Donaldson and why they added Isaiah for the shortstop position. So like, um, so like last year the Yankees we had um, in in runs runs Wren saved um, runs saved above above average or a D, DRS we were negative forty one which is terrible. That that's terrible. Um but when you look at what Isaiah and what Josh Johnson bring to the table, so like uh Isaiah he had 19 errors, right? But he was plus 10 in run in run saved above average. So that's really good. Josh Johnson I think was plus 1. And so when you look at who they who they replaced, they replaced Gio Urshela, who only had two errors, but he was negative 1 in run saved above average. When you look at Gleyber Torres, he had 18 errors, but he was negative two and, and run saved above average. So, you know, when you look at things like that, it shows you better efficiency on the defensive side from Josh Donaldson and um, and Isaiah. So I think that improves our defense there. And I believe going into this season, um, Gleyber Torres was moved to second base behind DJ or behind DJ LeMahieu. And then you have Isaiah starting at the shortstop. You have Josh Donaldson starting at the third base. Um, and Anthony Rizzo starting at first base. Gary Sanchez is gone, so that means uh, Higgy is back there as our catcher. and He's going to split time with one of the catchers I believe we traded for from, I forget where we got him from, but one of the catchers that we traded for. So, you know, when you look at the team, I, I think defense got a little bit better. So I think that helps. Now, granted, there there was still a lot of errors between Josh Donaldson and Isaiah, but I still think they help because they still are able to uh, to stop runs. Like, they're, they're still able to stop other teams from scoring. Um, and now our pitching, our pitching wasn't terrible last year. We were top six in ERA. We had a 3.74 ERA as a team, and the leader of that was none other than Garrett Cole. But we add more pitching this year because we get Luis Severino back. Now, he was, you know, he came off that, that UCL injury, the Tommy John injury, surgery, um, I believe in 2020. That's when he had it, and then 21 he was supposed to come back, but he came back a little bit late. Had a couple setbacks or whatever. Came back a little bit late, and they just put him in the um, the the relief rotation. Now he's probably going to be back as our starter or as one of the starters, as one of the aces. So it'll be Garrett Cole and it'll be Seve as as the starting pitching. So you know we get we we get two aces now. We have our two aces now. And like I said, we were we were top six in ERA. And not only that, you know, when it comes with when you get Sevy back, that also gives you uh I I guess a little bit more leeway with pitching. Um because like I said, you get you get Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, James Tallian is our other pitcher, Jordan Montgomery, and Nestor Cortez. Those are our five start or what, yeah, five starting pitchers. Those are our five starting pitchers. I think Sevy and and Garrett Cole, you know, they're they're the anchors. Like they're the best ones that we have in that in that pl- that starting platoon. So I think that's going to be really good for us. Um and you know, we give we give Aroldis Chapman a lot of flack because he just it seems like he blows a lot of big games. Like he, he last year he say like he had 30 saves. He was great last year. He had 30 saves. But he had four blown games, and when you look at that, and although that's only like eighty-eight point two percent, or that's an eighty-eight point two percent save percentage, right? Like you, you—that's great, like that, thats amazing. But the four blown games, it just seems like he goes in and he blows big games. It's not like you can have your saves against these these scrubby opponents or whatever. But when the when it's time to drop your nuts and do what you need to do, what are you going to do? And it seems like in those big games. Aroldis Chapman always folds. Now, he is going to be our closer again this year. Zach Britton's on um, IL right now. But Aroldis Chapmans our closer again. And, man, he has a heater. Like, he has a heater. But sometimes, you know, when they hit that heater, that that means that ball may fly as well. So, um, but, I mean... <sighs> I don't know. Like we give him a lot of shit because because of the blown games because like I said it always seems like he he blows the big games, but he has been a solid closer. So I mean, it <laughs> I don't know. We we'll, we'll see what happens there. But like I said, you know, our, our pitching wasn't terrible last year. It was mainly the defense. The defense really wasn't that good. Um there were a lot of errors committed. We we allowed a lot of runs. Um especially late in the game. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. So I'm excited to see what this team has this year. Um, Stanton's healthy. You got Aaron judge who is healthy. I think Aaron Hicks is back. We still got Joey Gallo out there in the outfield um, and Estevan Floreal, I think is will be playing a little bit this season as well. So, you know, we, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff out there. I, I believe the Yankees this year will win hundred games. Um, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton I believe will both play over 100 games This season as well um, I think they played over 100 games last year So I think this year they will also play over 100 games They stayed fairly healthy last year And I hope that is a trend in the right direction And I hope they stay fairly healthy this year um, If this team can stay healthy Then like I said I believe this team Can can well win well over 100 games Last year we had Voight out the lineup For a lot of games Gio Urshela missed some some games um, Glaber Torres missed some games, so like our our team just wasn't it wasn't you know as healthy as we needed to be last year to make a, a big playoff run, big playoff push, or really just to win 100, like over over hundred games. But I think this year, if we can stay healthy, we definitely have the ability to win over hundred games this season. So you know, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to to baseball being back. I got some more content to talk about. Um, while the while the NFL is going through, you know, whatever is going, well, not really going through, but, you know, while they're going through the offseason, right, while they're going through the offseason. Um, and we have draft season coming up. So, well, we're in draft season now. The draft is at the end of the month. So <laughs> we, we have that stuff. Um, so, you know, it, I have baseball to talk about until the NFL is really there to make some noise. And every time some, you know, some other major league gets a lot of a lot of attention. The NFL comes through with a, with some kind of breakthrough news, something big happening. So we'll probably see something here soon when it comes to the NFL before the draft. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully my Colts make a move, sign Tyron Matthew or Jarvis Landry or something. But we'll see what happens with with all of that. Um, moving on. Let's talk. Let's get into the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA, man. The playoffs are almost here and the seating is pretty much set. Um, You have the one seeds pretty much set in both conferences. Now, the Western Conference, their one seed is solidified. I believe they have seven game, a seven game lead over the second seed. And that's the Phoenix Suns. You know, uh, they won what, 60. I want to say they have the, the best record this season. They won 63 games this year and they they've solidified their number 1 seed in the western conference. Now the Miami Heat, they're still working on it. They have, I believe, two more games left. But then you have the Boston Celtics who are two games behind Miami. So, and I believe they might have the I believe they have the tiebreaker. So, if Boston can go ahead and win their last two games and Miami maybe loses their last two games, then, you know, you 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 have a chance of Boston being the number 1 seed. Where at the beginning of the season, nobody really saw this coming, but Boston decided they were gonna play some defense um later on in the season. And they they've been and then you have Jason Tatum and uh Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, who've just been playing phenomenal. Marcus Smart's mostly, you know, defensive player, one of the defensive player of the year candidates. Um, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, like they've just been going crazy on the off, offensive side of the ball. But like the whole team is bought into defense. And I believe they get, they may be getting Greg Williams back here soon. Um, their defensive anchor down there in the paint. So we'll see what happens. They can definitely make a run um, these last two games for the number one seed. Like I said, just depending on what the Heat do, if we decide to sit people or, or what happens, you know, these last two games with Miami. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, man. The beginning of the season, before well before the season even started, we all know the Los Angeles Lakers made these big trades and uh big acquisitions to to bring in a bunch of geriatric players. So you bring in Carmelo Anthony, you bring in Avery Every Bradley, you bring in Kent Bazemore, you bring in Trevor Ariza. Then they you know they they got Kendrick Nunn, who was one of the young guns. Um, They trade for Russell Westbrook, and a lot of people said including myself said that this wasn't going to work. They're, they're too old. Um, they don't have enough shooting. They don't have enough spacing, uh, and, and defense. They don't have enough defense. Carmelo doesn't play defense. Russell Westbrook doesn't really play that great of defense. LeBron's in year 19. He's 37 years old. So of course his lateral quickness and everything is going to be falling off. So his defense isn't going to be where it used to be. Um, and we said it wasn't going to work. We said they they would have did better getting Demar Derozan and Buddy Hill. and then keeping you know KCP and Cal and Caruso or Alex Caruso, not Cal Caruso, Alex Caruso because there's your defense, right? Those those were the two best defenders on the team last year. Um, and what happened? You know they they shipped those two dudes away to get Russell Westbrook. Um, well Alex Caruso they didn't ship him away. They just let him walk. Um, but they sent Cal Kuzma, uh, KCP, uh, Harrell to, to Washington to get Russell Westbrook. Um, they go sign Carmelo, like I said, Avery Bradley, Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn. They make all these acquisitions, and we all said it wasn't going to work. You know, you had some people that said that, th- that it was. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when you add these players like Ariza and Avery Bradley, back in the day they were known for their defense, but they're older now. Their, their lateral quickness isn't there anymore. And then you have a defensive-minded coach in Frank Vogel who just can't bring defense out of this team because there really is no defense to, to, to be seen. Um, this team had 39 starting lineups. They only won 35 games. Now, granted, there are like two or three more games left for them, but they only won 35 games. And they had 39 different starting lineups. That's atrocious. That's terrible. Um, but they're out of the playoffs. They, they lost to, um, I forgot who it was they lost to the other night, but they lost. And then the Spurs ended up winning their game against Denver, I believe. So that put them out of the play in tournament, out of the playoffs. So the Lakers have missed the playoffs. This is Russell Westbrook's first time missing the playoffs in his career. That's, that's crazy. It's his first time missing the playoffs in his career. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to see because I feel like LeBron gave up on the team. Like, I, I understand he, he rolled his ankle, he sprained his ankle um, a few games ago, but then he took a game off and then he came back and played against the Pelicans, dropped like 35 or 38 points or something like that against the Pelicans. And then he set out the last two games with a, with his ankle injury. So I, I, I really don't get it. I feel like he, he gave up on the team when the team needed him to be there, because this was their playoff push, this is what it was their play-in tournament push, and he gave up on them. And I mean, it may not be the correct narrative, but it's the, it's it's honestly what I see. Like it's it's what I've seen um, with my own two eyes and how I feel. <laughs> I feel like he gave up on their team. Um, so, like I said, they they're no longer in play play-in contention, playoff contention. The Spurs took that spot. Then you round that out with uh, the New Orleans Pelicans the the los angeles clippers uh the other team in la and then minnesota uh we're going to talk about all of that in a little bit we're going to talk about the play-in teams we're going to talk about the seating and everything and how that's playing out um but first we're going to take a quick little break and when we come back we're going to get into all of those things
1: They're getting wild for me. And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me. These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me. And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean. World debut, I know they gon' fiend. Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs. Girls from Brunettes down to Blonde Queens. These young boys don't know what a dawn mean i'm just a bad boy gone clean i'm the diamond chain choker always remain sober don't drink liquor and all the game's over need a plane i explain it to my broker three bots in the hood top down and ain't over you know this more man where that come from me and kuda love rolling back to back in one see the names have all changed since i've been around but the game ain't the same since i left out. on my wrists when i float by self-control and i can't tell you no lie trying to find a soulmate you end up being so tired i make my money man without the coca Living la vida without the loca i'm down south so they show me country love and i ain't even country thug the people give me daps and hugs so it must be love and i love the country grub it feel good to hear people singing welcome back and i ain't even selling a track because i'm that harlem cat have all changed since i've been around but the game ain't the same since i left out
0: All right. So we back from that quick little break. Hope you all enjoyed that little music break right there. Um, But let's get into this, man. Let's you know, since I was just talking about the Lakers, we're going to start off with the Western Conference. Um, So the Western Conference playing teams are looking like, you know, they're looking like uh, it's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves, Los Angeles and not the Lakers, the Clippers, the other team, the team in the basement. Um, the team that, that that swept the Lakers this season without both of their superstars. Let's let's talk about that. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans and San Antonio Spurs. So, you know, their seeding in in the play-in is pretty much solidified. I mean, you may have a little bit of movement at the ninth and tenth seed between the New Orleans Pelicans and the, the San Antonio Spurs. They both have three more games left and their records are very close. Um the Pelicans are 35 and forty four. The Spurs are 34 and 45. Now, the, the, uh, the Pelicans, they go they play Portland, they play Memphis, and they play Golden State. So they have a chance to win one out of those three games, in my opinion. I don't know what Golden State's going to do. Golden State's sitting at the third seed right now, and they looking like they may be playing Denver um, when it gets to playoff time. So I don't know if they rest their starters or what they're going to do, um, you know, at this point in the season, because I believe they play Sunday. So I don't know if they rest their starters and just go from there. Or if they let their starters play, you know, and get get some rhythm and, and everything. But um, like I said, Pelicans have a chance to win one out of these three games. They'll they'll beat Portland, and once again, actually, you know, Memphis, Memphis, and Golden State may may sit their starters. You know, they they may sit their starters. So New Orleans really may be able to win all three of those games, depending on what they do as well. Um, they may be like they may be thinking, okay, we're solidified. We're already in the play in, so we're just gonna chill. We're just gonna chill and um, and let the chips lie where they, where they go. Uh, San Antonio may do the same thing, but who knows? It's Greg Popovich, uh, arguably one of the best coaches in NBA history. Uh, I don't understand how he continues to get these teams into the playoffs, even though I know they have a losing record. But somehow he still w- ends up willing those teams into the playoffs. But they go ahead and they have Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas left. Um, Golden State and Dallas, they may end up sitting their starters as well just because it's so close to the end of the season. So now you have the bench playing San Antonio. So like I said, the, these two teams, Minnesota, or New Orleans and San Antonio, even when you look at the Clippers and the Timberwolves uh, for their last two games, they may end up just sitting their players because um, those seedings are – the, the seeding is, is solidified pretty much. You have Minnesota who's 45 and 35, and they're sitting at the seventh seed. You have the Clippers at 40 and 40, they're sitting in the eighth seed. Uh, New Orleans, like I said, they're the ninth seed, they're 35 and forty-four, and San Antonio's 34 and 45. So, really, Minnesota's gonna play Los Angeles regardless, and then New Orleans is gonna play San Antonio regardless. So, I guess it's just a matter of what what, what you're trying to do. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like what it is that you really you really want to accomplish. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Um when you look at the Western Conference, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit closer. Um, then the, then when you look at the Eastern conference, my bad, I don't, I don't know if I said that correctly, but if, when you look at the Eastern conference, it's a little bit closer, um, in the seating for the play-in. So like, and, and really all of this is for a position, depending on who's trying to play who, you know, at the, the upper seas or whatever. But, uh, when you look at the play-in for the Eastern conference, you have Cleveland who's at 43 and 37, you have Brooklyn who's 42 and 38, Atlanta who's 42 and 38, and then Charlotte, who's forty and thirty nine. Now Charlotte, you know they. I don't really think they have a chance to. To I mean, they have three games left. So let's say they win the last three games. Who knows? But they play Orlando, Chicago, and Washington. So they they have a really good chance of winning those last three games. Um, and maybe that that jockey's you know pushes them up the the play in seating. Maybe that pushes them maybe to the to the eighth seed in the play in, depending on how. The rest of the teams do or what they decide to do with their starters um Atlanta and Brooklyn is Atlanta Brooklyn and Cleveland to me are more interesting because they're all within the game of each other you have Brooklyn and Atlanta who are both uh 42 and 38 they both have two more games left Atlanta plays Miami and Houston then you have Brooklyn who plays Cleveland I believe tonight or tomorrow and then they play Indiana on Sunday so uh you know, you you have two teams right there that it, it it could flip them from being an eighth, a a potential uh seventh or eighth seed. Um, I mean, you know, Brooklyn Brooklyn plays, or like I said, you know, Brooklyn's at the AC right now. My bad, Brooklyn's at the AC right now, and Atlanta's at the ninth. So it could switch. You know, Atlanta could go on to win their last two games. Brooklyn could be like, okay, we're already in the plan. Let's just bench KD and Kyrie. And just run with everybody else. Let's let's rest our stars and run with everybody else. Get them ready for the playoffs. Um, and they could go on and lose these last two games, and then they you know they they're playing Charlotte in the play-in, and Atlanta's playing Cleveland in the play-in. You know, you you never know what happens. Um, like I said, I, I honestly could see Kyrie and KD resting. Um, well, maybe KD, not Kyrie. Kyrie's been a part-time player the whole the whole season. So I mean, he's had enough rest, right? Like he he hasn't really had to do much this this whole season. Um, so maybe, but maybe they rest their stars or maybe they decide they want to play and-, and try to get a better positioning in the play-in tournament. Maybe they want to go to the seventh seed versus the eighth. Uh, maybe they feel that it gives them a better chance because I-, I think if you're the seventh seed, you get the home game, um, the home play-in game. So maybe, maybe Brooklyn's thinking that way. Um, I, don't- I really don't know. But, uh, you know, so... I think it's a lot closer. The race is a lot closer in the East than it is in the West. The West, you can really just sit your stars, your starters, and just, you know, just play. Because <laughs> it, it's really it's really not, you know, it, you're really not moving up the ladder either way in the, in the Western Conference. In the Eastern Conference, you have teams. Charlotte still has a chance to be the seventh seed, you know, just like I said, depending on what happens later on. Cleveland plays Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I think, is like the fourth seed right now. Um, or the or maybe the third seed. I think Milwaukee's the third seed. So yeah, even like with, with Milwaukee, they may decide, okay, well, we're gonna rest our starters because um we're the third seed, and there's no way they're gonna get into the first seed. But then you have, like I said, you also have Philly who's sitting right there as well, um at forty nine and thirty. So it, it this is getting interesting because. You know, if Milwaukee decides to sit their starters, they, 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 uh, as of right now, it looks like Milwaukee will play Chicago in their first playoff series. And they, they've been, they, they've beaten Chicago four times this year. Uh, they beat them four times in the season series. And now granted, I know it doesn't mean a lot because there was, there was a time when, uh, I think Chicago has swept Miami. Uh, in the in the season series, and then Miami beat the hell out of them in the playoffs. So you know that it's not a big deal, but we know Chicago hasn't won a game against the teams with winning records. They've been beating up on these poor opponents, but they haven't really beaten the teams with winning records this season. So uh, as of right now, Milwaukee would be playing Chicago, Philly would be playing Toronto, and Philly and Toronto play tonight to round out their their uh, season series. But uh, Philly would be playing Toronto unless, like I said, things could switch. Philly and Milwaukee, they're both 49 and 30. They both have three games left. So we're going to see what happens going down the wire with these these, uh, two teams. Not only that, but think about it. Boston is 50 and 30. Milwaukee and Philly, they have a chance to jump up to that second seed if they can win out and if Boston loses some games. So it... it, (laughs) They they're all jockeying for position and, you know, trying to figure out who they're trying you know, trying to really get who they want to play. Now, Toronto, I feel, is a team that nobody really wants to see in the playoffs. And the reason I say that, yes, Toronto's a young team, but the thing with Toronto, they they play defense. Like them dudes play defense. And they're they're a long team. Um, I mean, outside of outside of Fred Van Fleet, but like when you look at OG, you look at uh, you get, look at Barnes, you look at Pascal Siakam, um, I believe Gary Trent Jr. Like you look at the you look at their 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 offense or you look at their their starters, they're a very long team, um, and and they, like I said, they play defense. So Toronto is a scary team in the playoffs. So I don't know if Philly wants to see them in the first round. So maybe they're trying to win out, so maybe they can push up and get that third or second seed. And it's the same with Boston and Milwaukee, Um, you know, trying to get away from playing Toronto. So it's going to get interesting. And even, hell, maybe Chicago jumps up to the fifth seed and then Toronto falls to the sixth seed. Like I said, the Eastern Conference is a lot closer, um, really, than the Western Conference, whether it's the play-in or whether it's just playoff seeding. They're they're a lot closer. I mean, in the Western Conference, you have Golden State and Dallas who are both – uh, 50 have both have 50 wins now Golden State has 29 losses Dallas has 30 but um you know they jockeying for position as of right now the Dallas Mavericks would be playing the Utah Jazz and the Warriors would be playing the Denver Nuggets now the Warriors they are um they are one in three versus the Nuggets this season once again like I said you know series season series they they're really not as important, I guess. I mean, it's more about matchups. But also, when you go back and you look at the season series, there were, there were all four games they were missing Draymond Green. He's a big factor on that team, on the defensive side and also on the offensive side of the ball. He's a big factor. Now, he's not going to get all the scoring done on the offensive side of the ball, but he is the facilitator on that team. Um, and he gets the balls to the right people in the right spots. And so, uh, Draymond missing all four of those games was big. Not only that, but... You know, in in the game that was played on March the seventh, none of the Warriors starters played. So, I mean, when you look at things like that, it, it it tells a it tells a lot of the story, right? Um, then when you look at Dallas playing Utah, they split the season series. They were two and two in the season series. Luca was two and one against <laughs> against Utah. Luca only played in three of those four games. So, you know, there there's a lot of things that that go into that, and Dallas I I like them against Utah I'm not a fan of Utah I've always said Utah is the Arizona Cardinals of the NBA they have these high hopes these high expectations they get into the playoffs and they lay an egg that's what I think they're going to do this year again and I think Dallas is going to beat them make it out of the first round and go on to play whoever they need to play um but yeah, I'm not I'm not really sold on Utah. I think Utah's gonna lose in the first round if they play Dallas. Even if they play Golden State, I still think they lose, they lose to the Golden State, um, depending on how that plays out. But yeah, you know, I NBA playoffs right around the corner, man. they this right around the corner. Uh I can't wait. You know, I can't wait for the, the NFL draft, NBA playoffs, major league baseball. We got it, we got it all. This is one of the best times of the year. Uh baseball starts up. NBA playoffs comes around and the NFL offseason where you get a lot of breaking news, a lot of big trades, a lot of things going on in the NFL offseason. We also got the Masters going on right now. I was watching Tiger Woods a little bit earlier today. He was looking like he's grooving out there. It's good to see him out there after that that car accident that he got into um, where they pretty much had to, you know, pin his leg back together pretty much. Uh, So it's good to see him back out there playing golf, doing what he loves to do. But like I said, it's it's a good time of year. You know, it's a good time of year. The best time of the year, though, is when the NFL season starts and you have baseball and then you have basketball starting right around the corner from that, too. So that's the best time of the year, to be honest. But right now, right now, things are pretty good. We still got some sports stuff to talk about and some things to do. I know I haven't been as consistent as I was in the past. But we'll get back there. Your boy need a vacation. And I, I ain't been I ain't been traveling. I ain't been doing nothing lately. Just been working and been tired as hell. But your boy need a vacation. He needs to be somewhere on the beach sipping sipping mojitos or something like that. You know, sipping uh, sipping some, some margaritas. I need to go back to Mexico. But, you know, just got to get back into the creative spirits, making things, making content again. But we're going we to get back there for sure. We're going to get back there for sure. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed the enjoyed the content, enjoyed the episode. Um, like I said, be sure to check out King's Ransom Athletic Apparel. The link is down in the description. And use the code DROPBALLS to get 15% off your first purchase. Summertime's right around the corner. Um, and we got some stuff coming out for that as well. We got some more stuff coming out. Um, but until then, you know, until next time, y'all be easy. Enjoy y'all weekend. Enjoy the rest of the NBA season. Enjoy opening day of baseball. Peace.